From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 23rd of January 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through Chris Hipkins becoming New Zealand's new Prime Minister. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories, and in our exclusive Nebula section, we run through the possibility of Bolsonaro being extradited from the US. But first, who is the new New Zealand Prime Minister? On Thursday last week, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern surprised the nation and the wider world by announcing that she was resigning as the country's leader. In her unexpected announcement, the globally known Prime Minister said she no longer had enough in the tank to do the job. I am human, politicians are human, Ardern said. We give all that we can as long as we can, and then it's time, and for me, it's time. So who's taking over? Well, over the weekend, Ardern's Labour Party elected a new leader, who will therefore become Prime Minister. The party unanimously endorsed Chris Hipkins to take over. However, he was the only nominee for the leadership, so his endorsement by the party was not exactly unexpected. 44-year-old Chris Hipkins, sometimes known as Chippy Hipkins, has had a whole load of ministerial roles under Jacinda Ardern, including education minister and police minister. But he's perhaps better known in New Zealand for his role as Covid minister, meaning it was him who fronted the country's pandemic response, which included the notoriously strict border controls that prompted both international admiration and international condemnation of Jacinda Ardern. Hipkins is expected to officially take over as Prime Minister on Wednesday the 25th. He's named Carmel Cepoloni as his deputy, making her New Zealand's first deputy Prime Minister of Pacific origin. Hipkins told a press conference that his new government would be making haste on bread and butter issues, including inflation. He said, within the next few weeks, you're going to see quite a lot of clarity around us about reprioritisation. Hipkins is right to act with haste, as it's possible that Hipkins' time in the top job will be short. The country is going to the polls in a general election on October the 14th, and polling has shown the New Zealand Labour Party struggling against the Conservative Opposition National Party. It's perhaps for this reason, or at least partly because of this, that Jacinda Ardern decided to call it quits on her premiership after five years. Backlash to strict Covid rules, concerns about crime, rising cost of living and more has contributed to Ardern's sliding popularity. Nevertheless, it's rare that leaders get to leave on their own terms at a time of their choosing. Ardern says she currently has no future plans besides spending more time with her family. But as a 42-year-old well-known world leader, there's sure to be another prominent role for her somewhere in the future, if she wants it. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. In the daily briefing last week, we discussed the news surrounding European nations sending tanks to Ukraine. In effect, while a number of countries have leopard tanks and have indicated that they want to send them to Ukraine, as they're produced by Germany, they must give permission for them to be sent. So far, they've not confirmed either way whether they would allow countries to export the tanks. Over the weekend, German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock said that Germany would not stand in the way of Poland sending the tanks to Ukraine. 
This came after criticism from Poland's Prime Minister for Germany's lack of commitment for sending the tanks, who said Germany's attitude is unacceptable. It's been almost a year since the war began. Innocent people are dying every day. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It was reported this weekend that a gunman carried out a massacre at a dance club at a Lunar New Year event in Monterey Park in California on Saturday. The suspected gunman allegedly shot 20 people, with 10 sadly dying. The suspect tried to carry out another shooting at a separate club just minutes after the first, but his firearm was wrestled off him by two bystanders. The gunman was found in a white cargo van about 30 miles from where the massacre occurred, where he was found dead. He had a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Investigators are still trying to work out the motive of the alleged attacker. The attack in Monterey Park is the deadliest since May 2022, when a gunman killed 19 students and teachers in Uvalde, Texas. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida says that it is a now-or-never moment to tackle his country's population decline and has vowed to introduce measures to boost the falling birth rate, which hit a new record low last year. Kishida said in a speech beginning this year's parliamentary session that, quote, our nation is on the cusp of whether it can maintain its societal functions. He went on, it's now or never when it comes to policies regarding births and child rearing. It's an issue that simply cannot wait any longer. We must establish a children first economic society and turn around the birth rate. Last year, the number of children born in Japan dropped below 800,000 for the first time, which is a milestone that the government hadn't expected for another eight years. Despite previous government interventions, Japan's birth rate has fallen continuously for 14 years, and Japan now has the second highest medium age in the world at 49 years. Kishida said he'll announce plans to double the budget for child-related policies by June, and that a new children and family government agency will be established in April. Finally today, in some uplifting news, researchers with Niger's health ministry say they have managed to more than halve the number of women dying after giving birth due to blood loss. The three-step process includes the use of a low-cost drug and other relatively simple interventions, and it's hoped that this could significantly lower mortality rates in other low-income countries where blood loss is the leading cause of maternal deaths. The six-year research period in Niger resulted in an estimated 1,417 fewer women dying from bleeding after childbirth, which is called postparentum hemorrhage, than otherwise would have done. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our discussion of whether Bolsonaro could be extradited, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Now might be the time to do it, as there's an offer which gets you a year of membership for less than $1 a month. That's huge because Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. They also get access to a ton of other exclusive ad-free TLDR content, as well as videos from all your favourite creators. The good news is, like I mentioned, our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers you some of the world's best documentaries, is offering an incredible deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $12 a year. 
That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR content on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than a dollar a month, a deal which doesn't last long, and support the channel.